This is About to Drop, a podcast where I interview independent artists about music that they're about to release. In each episode, I'll have a conversation with a new artist to talk about where they came from, how they got started in music, and most importantly, what they're going to be releasing next. We'll cover all sorts of topics, including the writing process, recording, producing, and even things like marketing, branding, and promotion. So thanks for tuning in, and let's get started with the episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of About to Drop. I'm your host, Baro, aka Vertigo, uh, and I'm here today with Joe Jazz. How you doing, man? I'm I, man. I'm I. How are you? Good. Good. I'm just getting my day started. You're over in England, right? So it's the yep. uh, the afternoon over there? Yeah, 4 p.m., 404, 4.06. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, what part of England are you at? Um, London. Okay. You know, before all the uh, corona stuff happened, how do you like it over there? It was cool. It was cool. It's cool. Everything's just been like, you know, you just live in every day. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, actually, I would have been skating right now. I think that's the worst bit because mm-hmm. the weather's pretty nice. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I would have been skating right now with my friends. But, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we it, it just got nice out over here. It's weird when we go out because it's like a ghost town. Like no one is out. There's no one driving. Yeah, no anything. one's outside at all. <laughs> so quiet. It's just like The Walking Dead or something. Yo, it feels like some video game with some movies. <laughs> Crazy. Um, well, yeah. Why don't we start from like uh, the very beginning then? Uh, can you tell me you know, where you're from originally? Um, how you got started with music? Um, and just like yeah, all the uh, the details you know along the way that got you to where you are today. Oh, originally, that's the Atlanta. And um, I guess, how did I get started? Um, I started when I was like maybe 13, like rapping and stuff. Um, maybe even younger. Actually, I think it was younger because I remember being younger and doing like a, like a talent show thing, like on some show and tell stuff. And I, I like... I can't remember what song it was. I think it was like a Nelly song, and I like mm-hmm. took up the lyrics and I replaced them and like did it. I know it sucked, but that was like one of the first times that I did it. So like, I guess taking it seriously and putting out stuff, well, just putting out stuff in general. I remember I was thirteen and I did a freestyle over some Lil Wayne beat, mm-hmm. and then I started producing when I went to college over here. Which is not college in America. What would that? It, what would basically be me in like late times in high school? Um, but yeah, so I started producing because I did a music course, and I was like, I don't want to use tight beats on the internet. I like because I had a sound in my head that I knew that I wanted to portray. So I was like, I'm gonna learn this. So then I learned, taught myself keyboard and stuff, and then learned to produce. So every time there will be like lunchtime. Or like cut out and then like just work out logic on the computers. Now I've made like two projects since then, and at least my third one to see you. <laughs> I hope that answered all the questions. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's great. And um, so you didn't go to college for music though, right? Or you said you did, but you were it wasn't quite you know the kind of things that you wanted to be making. Um, so originally I went to do media Media. because like I film on videos and stuff and I thought, okay, that would be cool. 
And I was like, no, I don't want to do this. So I switched to music. And when I did that, it was like cool because it, it was like they let you do what you want, but it's also like really popular music. Like, and it was like old, oldest, older stuff. And it was like, I just wanted to make original, weird stuff. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed that because it put me like out of my comfort zone. So, like, you would have to play like keyboard for like a singer. And what happened is a lot of people dropped out of our music class, so there wasn't like a lot of people who play keyboard. So I would have so me learning it, I'd had to like pick it up and actually learn it, learning, which kind of really like dug it into my head on like how to play and stuff. Mm -hmm. Just like teaching myself, and yeah, I feel like that getting me out of my comfort zone really opened me up to like different stuff. For sure, yeah, I think uh, all like the growth happens when you push yourself beyond what you can normally do you know yeah yeah facts um what uh i mean did did the music program have any like um were they teaching you any like uh like theory and reading and things like yeah, that yeah yeah mm -hmm. they were they were they taught us a lot of like theory like all the um like how to read notes and stuff uh all the chords um uh, which was really cool mm -hmm. it's really cool to learn but it was it was uh what else what else um did they, they were they teaching us? I guess it was like um how to even write. So like I can't remember the name of this program. I think it's Sibelius. Sibelius, yeah. Yeah. But like you like write in the notes and then um yeah, it taught you how to like write music like that and I thought that was cool. Cause it was like not something I think I use really, but I was thinking I had like these ideas of like um, if I was to get like a like orchestra or something to mm -hmm. play something like I'd know like how to like pen it for mm -hmm. them to like play like on some basic stuff. But I think that's a really cool thing to learn. Do you, I mean do you use that stuff um, when you write now? Like do you find do, do you think it was useful or helpful to learn? Uh, I think it's helpful in the way that it's best. Like um, uh, I was like trying to play some stuff on my friend and like now i know okay this is the name of discord and like you can play this like this so it's like if i'm if someone's like oh if we're just jamming out and they're like oh what key are you in and i'll be like oh i'm in this like so it's like that's that really helped in that sense but it's like now i can just plan it like that mm -hmm. did yeah. they teach you anything about recording or did you learn all that on your own i learned recording on my own because i had been recording for that time for about maybe five or six years so i used like audacity and mm -hmm. i thought like mixing and mastering was me just chucking reverb on my voice <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but they did teach us about that though like just extra stuff um and it was cool because i got logic and they taught us on logic mm -hmm. so it was like really cool to just like translate it to when i went home yeah it was useful um, so how would you describe your sound? Uh, I say, um, what's, a, what's a, a lot of people have said wonky. Okay. <laughs> Which is like a funny word, because I guess it's like, um, I use a lot of drums. There's like a lot of percussion in like the beats and what I make. And it's really inspired by like Pharrell and Tyler, which uh, I guess... Yeah, I get the wonkiness because I like these weird sounds as well. I like mm. synths. Like I love synths. It's the weirder the synth, the more I'm like, yes. <laughs> so 
that's how I explain it. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of a side question, but like when you're when you're writing stuff, are you trying to make it weird, or is it just like what sounds good to your ear? Nah. Okay. This is the craziest thing. So like. My uh, latest song that I dropped, dropped on tights right now, is um, when I made it, I was thinking, oh, man, this is probably one of the most, like, generic songs I've ever made. So then, like, other people are giving me feedback, and they're like, this is so weird. <laughs> and I'm like, and they're like, oh, yeah, I like it. It's so weird. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't really, like, go in. So I think it's something that naturally happens. Because I think if I go and try and make it weird, there's no real authentic authenticity to that Mm -hmm. because it's not you as long as you make i feel as long as you make what you make and however people perceive it it's how they perceive it they like it they don't it is what it is Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i mean that's that's a a a word and an idea that's been coming up a lot with a lot of these interviews i've been having like Mm -hmm. being authentic and you know really putting out music that is like true to yourself and like actually like not trying to be like something else you know because yeah People, I think people can notice that. Maybe not like obviously, but like subconsciously, they they can pick up on it if you're like not, if you're trying to do something that's not really you. Yeah. Um, But you also made a good point that like everyone is going to come and listen to something with a different perspective, right? Like, so if 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 you make something that has like a certain that you're going for a certain goal, for example, um, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't matter, right? What your goal is, because everyone is going to be coming from a different place. They're going to have a different preference for music or like different yeah. artists. So they're going to come from a different place. So it's important for you to do what's like real and natural for you. Yeah. hundred percent. Because then, 100%. you know, that's again, like there's no, you can't, um, how can I put this? You can't, uh, really like make music with a like, desired expectation because everyone's different. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, what was I gonna say? Had something. Oh, what are you talking? He said you talking about music. Damn, I had like a good point and I just <laughs> lost it. Oh, like man. being authentic and not trying to like sound like somebody else. Yeah, I think also um, trying to be different as well too much isn't good either. Mm-hmm. I feel like. If you, because we're all inspired by something, like, I know there's that saying, there's nothing new under the sun, Mm -hmm. so it's like, you're going to have inspirations from, like, places, and that's obviously going to be translating who you are and what you do, so I think, and if you feel like, okay, this is, like, really similar, just, like, try and find a way that makes it more you in that, but don't try and, like, Go! I have to make a completely new genre. Mm-hmm. Boom, swingy, darker. You know, like yeah. and just be like, this is what I have to do to like be the biggest thing. It's mm-hmm. like even being the biggest thing, I don't think that's like not one of my goals really. It's just like to make music and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's like cool as well. Um. Well, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Are you? Uh. You know, a lot of folks are. Their goal is to make this like a living. Like, is that? something that you want as well like do you want to have this be your main career or is this just like a uh, like a hobby side thing no definitely want to make this my main career mm-hmm. i just want to do like everything that i'm doing now like the recording videos to the music even like making clothes mm-hmm. I, I just want it to be like everything that i do mm-hmm. and like that's what like, i wake up and i do that that's like the dream i'm sure like 
everyone who's like wants to make music that's the dream mm -hmm. like, to just do what you want but yeah it's definitely like the goal um yeah it's great and i think it's funny like a lot of people maybe it's like a a thing with music like people assume that if you want to like be have a career in music they're like oh you want to be like michael jackson beyonce like this huge yeah. superstar it's like no like you don't you can have a career in music and you don't have to be like that, you know, or hit that nah. kind of success. Nah, I feel like also that's the point I wanted to make before is um, that you don't need to, um, I don't think about like hits and stuff. I don't feel like you need to go and make them like of the time because what happens, I feel like what I've seen like a lot of artists throughout the time is that you make you try to go for like the biggest song of that time and then you get swept with the times mm -hmm. so whatever new sound comes up you're playing catch up oh yeah for sure and like so that's why i feel like being the biggest also has a lot of like drawbacks i feel like you can like i'm not saying i would never want to be i'm like if that happens i'll be like oh this is sick but i'm like i would just want to make sure that what I'm doing is always like me and like authentic to like that sound. And then if it does like get a bunch of people, it can never be like washed over because you've basically made your staple and people always come to you. Like mm -hmm. you are that person. Yeah. You have to establish your brand. Yeah. You know, cause uh, for sure. Cause then, cause then yeah, people will come expecting a certain kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um. And yeah. And a, that's a great point about like trying to chase trends. You know, like the big hits that are coming out like today, they were written mm -hmm. like a year ago. You know, so like those same yeah. folks are writing shit for like the next year today. You know, so yeah, you're facts. never gonna catch up. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Like that's why I told like a lot of people that I know. It's just like you just gotta be like. Obviously, if the sound now is what you want, just make sure it's just like not you trying to like chase the biggest thing like oh my god everyone's like using this 808 and this mm -hmm. snare and this melody so i'm gonna make like if you're a producer i'm just gonna make a bunch of beats like this and then send them to people because now let's say everyone stops using that 808 they got a new one now you have to run and chase that but like some new kid has already done that so mm -hmm. now you're like chasing this new kid and then it's like cat of mouth Tom right Jerry. yeah <laughs> um so yeah i mean you have um you have some new music coming out uh, in the near future right you're releasing an album yes i am for wing you... island that's also my hoodie <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about um you know how the album came together like uh maybe can you tell us a little bit about uh, a few of the songs on there too um yeah so how the album came together so my whole thing is uh since 2016 i've dropped like uh self-produced albums till now that's just on me and it's just like a thing where i'm just like i want to it's kind of marking my progression in my head as like an artist so 2016 i dropped planet uh 2018 i dropped uh gappy and this year i'm dropping forming island so every two years so like a year in between is where i would like work on the music and then the year after is like releasing it and making music videos so with this project I started, I was like, I kind of want to make a more, something more, like, easier to listen to a bit, but not 
um, how do I say, like, not, uh, what's the word? Generic? Yeah, not generic, but not, uh, I guess we can use generic, but yeah, like, not to go too, too like, safe. I'm trying to make this mm. for everyone to like. I just wanted something that it's like, people can understand where I'm coming from with my music. Because I feel like on Gaffy, the last project, it was a bit, like, different for a lot of people. Like, a uh, single E30, like, the synth on that is crazy. Mm -hmm. Some people really liked it, and some people just hated it. So I wanted something where I was like, I can translate my sound to what's happening, but it still be, like, its own thing. So that's what, like, the thought I had going into it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I created the first uh, single. I created the first song, which is Drop Top Tights, where I just started with the, uh, making the bass. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. And I was like, uh, it kind of gave me like some grime feels. Mm -hmm. Like from here, some like, and I was like, okay, cool. And I, I mixed like some like southern sounds and like put it together. And I was like, this is cool. This is just going to hit if I perform it. Mm -hmm. And then I remember performing it the top of last year, which was when I made it. I didn't really fully mixed it, but I had like the lyrics penned down. So I just wanted to see the reaction and people went crazy. I was like, okay, this mm -hmm. is it. Like <laughs> this song is fire. And, um, I did a lot more like singing on this one, like just in the background and stuff. Because I thought, like, melodies and stuff really is, like, ear-grabbing for people. And it's something that I really like as well in songs, like, when you hear, like, a cool melody. Because I love bridges and stuff. So when I hear that, I'm just like, yeah, that's so sick. So, I was like, how can I, like, make this into, like, something where it's, like, really nice but still got, like, that hard side to it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I tried to mix that in with songs. And, yeah. What other song can I talk about? Uh, do, do you have a favorite a, song on there? Or, or one that you're particularly uh, excited about? Um, I think it's the last one that I made. It's called Adventure. It's like a kind of party song. But it's, I guess, uh, you know, Hey Ya by like Outkast. Mm -hmm. Where it's like the instrumental was like really happy and stuff. But some of the things you're saying is like, oh shit. That's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like one of those ones. And I like really just like everything that I did on that. I remember making the beat and then making the uh, chords on the bridge. And I thought I, was, I just had like a melody and I sung it straight on and I kept it. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be that song. Mm -hmm. So that's another song I'm hyped for. Uh, Sesh is like a real, um, I guess, Neptune's like R&B influenced song. But it's not even about love or anything. It's just like uh, about skateboarding. Mm -hmm. So I guess it is about love. My love for skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like one of my favorites on there as well. And the intro song. Mm -hmm. Because uh, it's like, it starts off real jazzy and smooth. And it goes into some like hard, like rock. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, what? What is this? Is there a lot of like um, genre mixing in your music? Or is it pretty? Yeah, yeah. loads. Because mm -hmm. I feel like. There's so many genres that I listen to that I'm like, I can't just make, like, one. I can't just be like, okay, I make hip-hop. I would say, like, I make hip-hop because I rap mostly. Mm -hmm. And most of my, like, inspirations are in hip-hop. But 
like there's so many different sounds coming in from like different genres that I listen to that yeah mm -hmm. I would never just like go okay we're just gonna make this sound mm -hmm. yeah that's cool so can you tell us a little bit about your uh your like creative process like if you're self-producing and everything do you usually start with making a track or do you do the lyrics first or you work off a melody like how, how does a song come together from beginning to end for you oh man so most times i just like start with the drums i normally just start with the drums and then go from there sometimes i might just have the melody but i never i've never started with the lyrics the lyrics always come after like the drums or like the keys or whatever like melody i'm using is there mm -hmm. and then the lyrics normally come from that because it gives me the vibe of the song so i feel like for me if i write before the song i don't feel like i can encapsulate the vibe or get like a cooler flow into the song rather than um listening to the beat and then going okay cool the way like the drum hits there i can like write this and like take out things like that and i feel like the sound of it can really impact what you say and like make mm -hmm. it more cohesive right and like how long does a usual song take you to make from beginning to end uh a usual song probably maybe like a day or two yeah. <laughs> sometimes um i remember on my last project the longest song i had awkward which took me i think about six months to make mm -hmm. because i like i had the beat and i was like this beat is gonna be something but I don't know what I'm going to write to it. So I just left it and I'd like go back and listen until like I got like the hook and the idea for the hook. And then all the lyrics just came from that. Mm. But normally like a day or two, because I like to um, go back onto the verse and just tweak it and just keep tweaking it. Mm -hmm. And are you mixing and mastering your stuff also or do you send it out? Yeah, I am. How, how do you... Do you do you um do you mix and master right after making it or do you kind of like batch them all for when you're getting ready to release them? Um, I do like a light mix on all of them at first, just so I can like be on my headphones and listen to it. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I think I do um mix and master individually. So what I do is like once I've got like the first one and I'm like, okay, cool, I know a project's coming. I like use that one as the template of the sound. And then just match that so the level throughout the project is just the same. Mm -hmm. And then I go back and just tweak everything and just make sure it's cool. And then it's like a done product. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So, um, you know, throughout the process of putting the album together, did you run into any, like, brick walls or any challenges? Um, yeah, there's one song called, like, Sally's Heartbreak Picnic. And... The, I think certain sounds just like peak and like they just don't sound good mm -hmm. and it was trying to find like the right melody for um, these like this melody I put the right sound for the melody that I put in and I just couldn't mm -hmm. every day like I go back to it I'd be like okay yeah this is it I'd listen to it a week later and go nope mm -hmm. and like chuck it away and then keep doing that I think that was one of the most like uh, songs yeah, that that shit is hard. Finding like the right sounds that can sometimes yeah. sometimes it, it just things just work or you like know exactly what you want, but 
especially like if you have like kind of an idea or you aren't 100 percent sure just like trying to figure out what works it's, it's just like trial and error and it takes a long ass time so much trial and error you'd be like no <laughs> no i thought this was the one <laughs> oh man yeah that and um the song i was talking about before adventure it was um trying to get it to the right level that was the same as everything without uh, the bass clipping and stuff. So what happened is there was a point where I took out a lot of the low end and I'd like listen to it. And I think I was trying to convince myself Mm -hmm. that it sounded good. But like every time I feel like you have this sixth sense where you know, like, nah, the same hit. Mm -hmm. And it kept hitting me and I was like, no, I have to change this. Mm -hmm. And I had to keep going back to that one. And it's just things like that. Like, at the time, it's always like, oh, I hate this. Like, I hate mixing. I hate all of this. But at the end, I'm like, yo, I really love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I, I used to mix all my artists' projects and, like, everything I was working mm-hmm. on. But I can never get it 100% right. So, I've recently, I've just been sending it out. <laughs> just have a mix oh. engineer. They do everything. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot of work off my plate. It sounds better. Um, <laughs> you know? It's true. It's true. It's worth it. Um, so yeah, as far as uh, you know, how, how do you go about? And maybe you can talk about you know your process behind, you know, marketing and promoting for a, like a full length album as opposed to just doing like singles. Do you uh, treat them okay, differently? For, uh, a full length, I'd um, always make. I make these snippets. So that's what I did for my last project. I make like little snippets of like songs and I'll just go film like what that part of the song makes me feel or like an idea that comes to my head I make four of them so like each one for a week before mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so you have like the one on the day and then three before and then I just like release that every day on my Instagram and Twitter and then just like share around the cover i would like post the cover a little bit before just like get people like noticing and then i go on places like reddit and just share it with people Mm -hmm. and i think um the uh video aspect of it is really cool because until i encapsulate someone in something they don't know visuals is always great and that's why like i always pop visuals before the project just so like people know like what's going on in the album and stuff so I'd like do that and also these singles are like always with the album. So that's always part of like the album rollout. Mm-hmm. Where I'd like drop one single before, give it a break, let people listen to it, digest it, another one, and then drop the project. So like those would be two music videos and then the project will come out and then the later year I would drop another music video just to be like, Hey, the album's still out and do you guys remember this song? And just mm-hmm. like that's um, how I do it, and like some like going outside. I mean, I can't do that now, but what I used to do is just like go outside. If I go to like events or events I put on, I like um, just be like, yeah, I got this project coming out. And a another thing I do a year after, I always have like an anniversary. So for Planet, I have Planet anniversary. For Gappy, I Gaps anniversary. But it's just like a event that I put on where I just perform the whole album. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, that, that brings me to another question. Do you do you perform often? Yeah, yeah, I do. 
And uh, you'd mentioned you put on events. Like, do you like put on shows or like do you are you like a promoter for a venue or anything like that or? Nah, I just I put on my own shows and like shows for like my friends and people I think that are really cool. So like, um, I started doing that because when I um, started, I did like open mics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, I really want to perform. I don't know how you like go out and perform. And I had a friend who um, got me uh, in contact with like a venue, and he got me to perform there. And I was like, okay, cool. I'd really like to do this. So I was hitting people up, and they'd always like turn me down. They were like, uh, we don't think like this is the right sound for us because it was like a really big sound in London where it was like Afrobeats, drill, um, and like that kind of sound. And if you didn't really like fit into that, they didn't really want you, like someone to book you. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing really for like alternative music in general. So I was like, cool. I'll I need to like do this myself. So I had like a brand, Fat Llama. Where like I made I made like at the time just skate videos and clothes and I just put my music videos there. Hmm. So I was like, cool. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start putting on events under Fat Llama. And I did my first event in 2016 with my friend Trey and his group Nephilim, and we uh, did like a free show and just had a bunch of people come out to perform. So yeah, that's how I've just been performing. And then I've noticed that has helped me get shows from other people because. They go, okay, cool. You're like different, but like, I like it. I like the energy that you bring. Come perform my art thing. And then I taught myself how to DJ as well. Cause I was like, I would need a DJ at shows mm-hmm. to play people's songs. So I was like, cool. And then that, like, I got DJ like placements. And I was like, I don't really even know how to DJ like that. Mm-hmm. But then I called myself and then bought like the equipment. And yeah. That's really interesting. So, um, yeah, so you're. You're, you're hustling then, like you're trying to figure out a way to make it all work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, there's no door that can like close on me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to open my own door because I was like, if I just keep waiting around, then like I'm always going to be in the same place. Mm-hmm. So everything I do, I'm like, cool. They said I can't do that. Like, cool. Kudos to them. They have their own thing. I'm going to find a way to do it my way. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you, you don't really like it. That's cool. I'm gonna find a way to do it like this. Like that's yeah, yeah. just, yeah. That's great. So, are, are you playing like out in like clubs and bars and venues now? Now that you've been playing out some more, or are you still just doing like your own your own events and shows? Um. Yeah. 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 Um. Most places I book are like venues and stuff. Um. And clubs. I don't really do clubs because I don't think I have like that sound well, that would really like translate well to like the clubs. But like, yeah, venues and stuff like bars. Um. Always, I've been doing a lot of those recently, and I started doing festivals and stuff, which was like really cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, festivals are great. You get in front of a lot of people. Plus, like yeah. the networking is great, and like it looks good on the resume and all that. Yeah, and it's like when you put that down um, to other people, like, oh, I've done like this festival, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, mm-hmm. come perform here. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, it's a really cool thing. And there's so many, like, festivals that you can just, like, like really cool festivals that you can just apply to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people don't know. Like, here there's, like, um, even smaller ones is still cool because, like, you don't know who's in the crowd at mm-hmm. any time. And, like, for me personally with shows, um, I never cared if, like, one or two people came out because I was, like, 
if you perform sick for one or two people mm-hmm. in the crowd, they're going to go, well, it was only me and this other guy. Yeah. But the show was sick, and they're going to tell their friends, and then their friends go, okay, cool, now you got, like, ten people, and then you just keep that rolling, and then you just got, like, these people who just always come out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, the quantity for the um, event is never, like, the main thing. It's just the quality of the performers. For sure, yeah. That, like, I'm like, cool. Yeah, you can't control how many people are going to be at every single show, nah. but you, you can control how well you perform, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, or you can you can control how how much fun the people do have, or how much they yeah. enjoy it. You know, unless you choke on like a piece of cheese on stage, I mean, <laughs> dude, that would probably be funny. And I'll be like, yo, that's the dude that choked on a piece of cheese on stage. He's wild. <laughs> that's funny. So, um, so what is the what does the future look like for you? What does the next like month or six months or year look like? Um. Well, I had, like, all these shows booked, so that's <laughs> on the window. But um, it's just keeping on uh, basically doing what I'm doing, the project, getting um, – so I'm lucky that I've filmed all the videos. <laughs> Even all the videos that I did film, they were on my own, but, like, it was in places where now I couldn't go. So I'm happy I filmed all of that before. So, like, the next music video can come out which will be um, Sally's Heartbreak Picnic. That comes out. Um, the album still comes out. I can still film the little clips that I wanted to mm-hmm. um, just around where I live. Uh, I'm trying to find a way, like, what I've been doing now is going on Instagram Live and just, like, making a beat and just connecting with people because I'm like, you got to find a way to, like, connect with people on the Internet mm-hmm. somehow. And I want to find ways to, like, still get... Um, interaction with like people who want to listen to the music and kind of come to live shows until who knows when so i want to try like uh with youtube the live aspect of it i want to try to do something with that so i was thinking like to perform the album like i would on the anniversary things i was talking about and um just see how i can do it from there mm-hmm. yeah and you you do all of your own music videos like the editing and all of that yeah yeah, you're hustling, man. It's great. I'm happy. Yeah. Happy. Like, um, with the Sally ones, I have, like, a storyline with this, like, blow-up doll, and her name's Sally. Mm-hmm. So, like, every project has a song named after Sally, and it's just, like, because I wanted to create a world mm-hmm. with, like, everything that I do. So it's, like, you can enter into it, and I want it to be, like, inclusive for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody can feel like, ah, oh, yeah. I found all this shit is funny. That, that's cool. So, like, you, this, like, world you're building, does it, does it span across all the music you put out, or is it, like, separate per album? Um, I think it, it spans across the whole. Mm-hmm. Like, so in my head, I'm, like, in 2016 with the Sally thing, it's, like, the first one's called Sally, and, like, I meet her at, like, um, a house party. And then we're like, oh, man, that's cool. Like, we're dancing together. The second one's called Sally's Wheel. So I'm, like, I'm like rolling around. Like, we're just about. And I got a video for that one. And then the next one's, like, Heartbreak Picnic, where it's, like, because at the end of Sally's Wheels, um, so the song's, like, happy throughout. And then when it hits the bridge at the end, it's, like, oh, she doesn't like me. I got that twisted. 
So the next one was Sally's heartbreak pitting it where I'm like, okay, cool, I gotta get over this. So there's like that kind of aspect. And then even in the lyrics, um, there's like just themes that I always bring up, like Adventure Time Watch and just mm-hmm. stuff like that. I did, it was never like on purpose, but then I thought I was like, oh, I've kind of like built this kind of world thing. Whereas like you can kind of like see it in every video that I've put out for like four years. So it's like you could just delve in. And there's just, like, this whole thing. And, like, I made a cartoon as well that, like, also has, like, some of the characters in it that I've made. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, you know, another question I, I've been asking folks is, you know, what are some ways you've had to, now that everyone is quarantined, like, what are some ways you've had to pivot your plans or maybe change some of the uh, things you've had, you know, uh, planned for the next few months um, since we're quarantined now? Um. Right now, I haven't changed much because most things were, like, just on releasing. Obviously, the show's thing is, like, out the window. But I think what I told you about doing the live stuff is something that I've been, like, more conscious of. But I don't think um, I want to, like, perform because I was thinking, like, you can perform on live, but you couldn't do it all the time because it's not like you're going to a show with different people. Mm-hmm. You just be going on live and performing the exact same songs. I mean, you so, might have different people tuning in every time. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's true, it's true. But I was like, you could do it in like a different room and have it be like a different venue. Every yeah, time or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I was like switching it up like that. I guess you know, so I do on the ceiling one time, yeah. <laughs> do every song backwards. You know, so I was thinking like even with the album thing, maybe even to do every other project. Mm-hmm. And just like do it like that, and somehow incorporate other people into it, mm-hmm. like some sort of showcase thing, something like that. But I've got like I'm always gonna have ideas, and I'm like I'm kind of like cool. It's the sucky situation, but how can I make this like sick? Right, for sure. Yeah, I mean, take advantage of it. You know, I mean, yeah, you have a lot of people at home, right? They're all everyone's on their phones, so exactly. Capitalize on it. Um, so yeah, I mean, speaking of social media and stuff, where uh, we, where can people find you online? Where are you most active, and uh, what are your handles? Um, uh, most I'm active a lot on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, I am Joe Jazz with a zero because I found there's an account that has Joe Jazz with like spelt like it is, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and he has like one follower and hasn't tweeted ever. I'm like, <laughs> damn you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's J O E J A S. Um, on Instagram, I'm Harry Muffin Man. Um, <laughs> you can find me posting stuff there. Uh, well, so I'm on. I have a website, FatLama.co.uk. Everything's there. Mm-hmm. Um, events when they come back, merch, music, videos, skate videos, uh, YouTube, FatLama, mm-hmm. and I just have all my social media. You have a TikTok? I don't have a TikTok, but I'm thinking to capitalize on TikTok, man. I'm seeing it going crazy. I thought about it. I think I'm too old for that shit. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, it is I feel, weird. I find it really weird. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to. <laughs> but I know it's like, like so many people are on TikTok. I've seen like recently, I've seen like hundreds of people open TikTok accounts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess this is what's now yeah <laughs> it's the new vine yeah i know vine was flapping though i liked vine mm-hmm. 
Vine was my favorite. I had so many weird videos on Vine. R.P. Vine. Yo, some some people had like the funniest videos on Vine. Like Vine was so amazing. I used to love that shit. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right, well, yeah, I think this is probably a good place to wrap up. Uh, can you uh, just like remind people of um, you know the music coming out and uh, you know when it's going to be released and all that? Yeah, so I'm actually look through my through my calendar thing right here just to make sure. <laughs> but um, so right now, Drop Top Tikes is already out. That's on YouTube, all the streaming platforms. You can find that, and then I might change the date, but. Um, Sally's Heartbreak Picnic is supposed to be coming out in um, June, but I might push that a bit forward since mm-hmm. we're all inside and yeah. there's nothing to fill the gap. And um, the album will be coming around August, but that might get pushed back as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're all coming out this year, though. Mm-hmm. So hopefully everyone's going to love that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, man. All right, cool. Well, um, well, yeah, thanks again, man, for doing this. I appreciate you uh, no thanks for having me on. taking the time and going through your story and process and everything. It's been, it's been cool. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much. All right, man. Well, um, yeah, we'll wrap up, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be talking to you soon then. Cool. Thank you right. very much. Thanks, man. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another episode of About to Drop. For more info, please go to our page, www.vertigomusic, that's V-R-T-I-G-O music.com forward slash podcast. And make sure to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Thanks and see you soon.